there. Just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast or even watch it on YouTube. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to get any suggestions and understand what kind of content you're looking forward to hearing more about. So please rate, please comment, please subscribe. And if you leave a review for the podcast, you'll get a freebie for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi there. Just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast or even watch it on YouTube. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to get any suggestions and understand what kind of content you're looking forward to hearing more about. So please rate, please comment, please subscribe. And if you leave a review for the podcast, you'll get a freebie for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Welcome to the podcast, She is Fab, where we discuss all things fab, women empowerment, and life coaching. My name is Evelyn, also known as the Fab Chief Desk, and I am a mindset transformation coach. Welcome to another episode of the She is Fab podcast. My name is Evelyn, your host, mindset transformation coach. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Sammy Beatrice, she is the CEO of Your Passion Agency, as well as a motivational speaker. She strives to help podcasters and speakers become more productive and really let their passion shine, passion shine through. Additionally, she helps teens and young adults find their passion and create something magical. Welcome, Sammy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited to be here. You are welcome. I'm excited as well just to learn from you and understand what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us more about you and what led you to launching your agency. Yeah. So I never in a million years thought that I would be an entrepreneur, that I would be, you know, a podcast host or an agency owner, um, you know, 
like every time I say like, oh, I'm like the founder of this agency, I like I get chills and goosebumps because it's it's wild to me. Um, I the whole journey really started out in high school. I mean, that's only a few years back uh, for me. And that's when I started my podcast. You know, I wanted a way to sort of help others and show others how I had improved my life in the past couple of months. Um, you know, it was like the final semester of high school and I was sort of like, I was just living my best life. And I was like, I want to show others how this is possible to do, you know, even before your final year of high school. And so I started the podcast and I had on some amazing, amazing guests. Um, and then I decided to go to college uh, across the country. So I went from New York to California. And so it was a wild ride. Um, and I just decided to con- continue my endeavors. And I worked on the podcast nonstop. I met amazing, amazing people who I wouldn't have met otherwise, which is what my favorite thing about podcasting, um, you know, all over the country, all over the world. It was so exciting. And then, you know, uh, last March, actually, I stumbled upon an internship with a podcast PR agency here in San Diego. Um, and I fell in love with it. Like it was everything I wanted and more. Um, you know, the founder of the agency was, we had very, very similar stories. Um, you know, we both had like mental health struggles in the past and we both were, you know, wanted to be entrepreneurs. And so, I was super, super excited to be sort of like under her wing and to learn from her. And to this day, she's one of my biggest mentors. We still talk, you know, every single day. And in that moment, I was like, I can do something with an agency. I can do something, you know, with podcasters, with speakers, um, you know, like what is it that I want to do? And then that July, one of my friends who's a speaker reached out to me and she said, hey, do you know of any social media managers? And I was like, I could try it out. You know, I was like, I've done social media in the past for, you know, clubs and organizations in high school. I was like, I give it a stab. Um, And so I just sort of went with it. And I was like, this is what we're going to do. You know, I sort of was Googling everything as I was going, finding, you know, tips and tricks on YouTube on like how people make money being a social media manager. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was like, this is what I want to turn my agency into. And so, uh, honestly, the, this past September, I launched Sammy Beatrice Marketing, which is now your passion agency. Um, and what started out as a social media agency is now social media branding, you know, podcasting. It's literally everything that brings me the most joy in the world. And I think that my favorite part of, like, being in the agency is just when I have, like, these fresh, you know, sort of entrepreneurs come in and they're like, I have this thing I want to do, but I don't know what to do with it. It's so exciting to go through with them and be like, here's your, you know, here's your Instagram account. And if you want to start a podcast, you can. And, you know, you you can start writing some ebooks and some courses. And it's just so fun to sort of go through all the different steps of the process. And that's sort of where I am at right now, you know, just sort of uh, gaining more clients every day and meeting new people, uh, continuing the podcast and, you know, just sort of, just sort of riding it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's amazing. I mean, you launched your business. You started out with podcasting and speaking. That then extended to helping others with their podcasting and their speaking. And you're also managing social brands. I mean, that's quite a lot for for one person. How do you manage it all? I don't know. <laughs> um, on top of, I really just, everyone asks me, and I'm like, I have no idea, honestly. 
um, because on top of it all, I'm still a full-time student at college. Uh, and, you know, and so I have all of that work to do as well, mm-hmm. uh, especially online. There's a lot more to, to tackle. But it's honestly the biggest thing that I always say is that because I'm so in love with all of it, it feels easier to do. Mm-hmm. I, I want to stay up late at night and do all the things. You know, I want to I want to be there to support my clients. I want to be there to cheer them on and to, you know, see them succeed. And part of that means I have to do my work in order to accomplish that. Uh, and so if I don't get my part done, then they can't succeed in the long run. And that doesn't really help my overall mission. Uh, you know, and so this semester, uh, you know, being all online, like I decided that two days of the week would be for school and two days of the week would be for my, you know, business agency, podcast, all the things. Um, I started to sort of outsource a lot of things. Um, I'm really lucky to have a but like my parents be really, really supportive. And so I, I was able to outsource a lot of things to a bunch of different people. So like my podcast as editing goes out. Um, I have an assistant now who does a bunch of different things and that's made it a lot easier as well. Um, and I think just realizing the power of saying no as well and not taking everything on that comes at you is really, really important as well. I love that. That is key, you know, being able to say no and understand, you know, where you can go with what your activities are versus what you can outsource. A lot of entrepreneurs, especially if they're the CEO and founder of their business, obviously when you're starting, you do everything yourself. But over time, you want to let go of some of that to give you that time back to continue to expand your business. So you're getting that done early, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Some people will say like, it's not a good idea to outsource early. It's not a good idea, you know, to have, you know, two, three interns and stuff like that. But for me, it's like, that's the way that my business is going to function at this moment. You know, because I ha- I still have to juggle school and my business, I'm going to need a little more help. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, get, I don't have the ability to just drop out of school and do my business full time, um, you know, and so I can't do everything myself. And so I have to outsource right now. And maybe, you know, as I, you know, graduate from college and I sort of have more time in my day, I can take back some things, you know, for my responsibility and and do that. But I honestly, I emphasize outsourcing. I think it's an amazing thing because it allows you to live your life at the same time of also, you know, living at your dreams in regards to work. Mm -hmm. So two part question. One, What are you going to school for? Does it relate to what you're doing now with your business? And secondly, what is the name of your podcast and what is it about? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, my major in school is it's actually like a combination of three different things. Uh, And so I'm technically majoring in uh, counseling, journalism, media studies and marketing. So it sort of, it's a mix of my personal passions plus, you know, sort of meshing into business stuff. Um, I was, my sort of third department was psychology and I switched it to marketing because it just makes more sense for what I'm doing right now. Um, and then my podcast is the Fashion Your Passion podcast, which is a podcast really to help um, aspiring entrepreneurs, college students, high school students just realize that they have some sort of passion and to sort of help them to live it out and to hear stories about people who have lived out their passion, whether they were still in college or, you know, doing it 
after college or whatever it is, but just, just to realize that like you can serve and like you can have a passion really at any age and it doesn't have to be like one thing for your entire life. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that everything that you're doing is somehow related and fits with the other thing, right? You have your schooling, which has that education, which will benefit your agency, your podcasting, helping speakers. And then in your podcast, you continue that message by helping others to figure out what their passion is and flesh that out so that they can actually do that. And I feel like if you're preaching, you know, all about passion, then you should be passionate about what you're doing. Yeah, no, exactly. And that was honestly my biggest intention for, you know, everything when I started to, you know, sort of branch out from like, the podcasting to speaking to, you know, opening the agency, I knew it all wanted to be surrounded by passion, because that's like my main thing. That's sort of kind of what I'm known for in a sense. Um, You know, like I just talk about passion all the freaking time, um, literally with anyone I'm with. And so it's, you know, I feel like that sort of like, it's part of my personality now. And I knew I wanted to encapsulate that and everything. And also it just, it feels nice to have everything sort of like, you know, be like sort of uh, like string to one another in some sort of way, um, because that way it just it's like a fluid, you know, sort of like motion in a sense. Mm-hmm. So tell me about either your methodology framework or process that you use in the various areas to take your clients from point A to point B. Yeah. So the first the very, very first thing I do is I always sit down with them. And I say, you know, where, what, how do you feel that you're sort of at right now? And where do you want to be in two weeks and a month from now? I keep it very, very small because obviously, you know, if you go to that five year, 10 year situation, yes, it's great to do that, but it also can be very, very overwhelming. And so we sit down and we talk about, you know, what they feel like their brand and their, their social media is going right now and, you know, where they, why they want to hire me for, you know, because I think the why is the biggest thing. And if we're not on the same page with that, things can get a little bit, you know, a little bit chaotic. And so I always sit down with them. First thing I ask them, you know, why are you hiring me for, um, you know, and what are sort of your goals for the next couple of months? And then I go into, you know, I'll sort of do a whole audit of their social media platforms and I'll go through them and I'll take notes and I'll say, you know, I'll, I'll come back to them and say, this is, you know, what's going on. You, I, I would suggest X, Y, and Z, um, you know, and like this would be a, a sample content plan for um, your social media. And then we sort of go over it. We sort of change some things that they want to change um, or add some things, you know, whatever it is. And then, uh, you know, my team and I just rock and roll and we just, we just grind it out. We grind out their content. We sometimes will change bios and change usernames and, you know, names of, of things and pictures and, you know, but the main thing is like that consistency of like that content plan of like knowing that, you know, okay, we're posting four days a week on this day or posting this and this day or posting that. Um, and everything will always go back to that brand mission we talked about in our first uh, you know, meeting. And I think, you know, as well, like we always check in with them to make sure like, you know, that they are agreeing with what we're doing. And they, I mean, we, the clients I've had are very, very good communicators. And so they're always like, okay, I don't, you know, I'm not really so sure on this one that you guys did, but like this one was amazing and stuff like that. So it's been really good to sort of go through that with everyone. Um, and then in terms of like 
the like aspiring entrepreneur aspect. It's very similar, but basically, you know, we just sort of, I, I have them fill out a whole questionnaire um, about, you know, sort of what they want to do and what they're looking, what their big, biggest dreams are um, kind of different than like the social media stuff. But then we sort of sit down and say, okay, what is feasible for you in this season of your life right now? And so sometimes it's a podcast. Sometimes it's, you know, a, a few eBooks that could be, you know, part of an email subscription or whatever it is. And, you know, we sort of, and I give them, you know, one to three tasks for the next two weeks. I say, go, go do this. We'll come back. We'll reconvene. Um, and that usually happens like three or four times. Um, and then usually around the, th- the fourth call we have, I'll be like, all right, I think you're good to go. Obviously, if you need anything, like they always like, you know, they have me in the Slack so they can always access me through there. Um, but then, you know, they're, they're off, they're off to the races. So I love that. Obviously, every client is unique as we are all unique. So you tailor your approach to each individual. But the one string that is common amongst everything is that why. I talk mm-hmm. about the why all the time when it comes to my coaching and with goal setting. If yeah. you're not grounded in the reason why you're pursuing something, then whatever that something is can lead to a failure or can lead to a point where you don't quite meet the expectation that you set. So understanding the client's why is so important to have that relationship. One, is it something that is feasible, that has the power to carry them through when motivation and aspiration fails? And is it a good fit with what you're doing in the service that you're providing to them? Yeah, exactly. And even in my personal brand, I still go back to my why, you know, I'm still thinking of like, okay, is this decision that I just made? Is this related to, you know, sort of my overall mission? And, you know, and I'm always reevaluating, I'm always reconfiguring, I'm always sort of saying, okay, maybe we'll take it in this direction for the agency now, maybe we'll take it in this direction for the podcast now. And so, you know, it's always going back to that mission. And sometimes, you know, it changes in the most like the littlest of ways, but it still is so impactful, for Mm -hmm. sure. So I'm curious, because I obviously I see a lot of ads for VAs or social media managers. And I'm curious, because as I understand it, You're working with a client who essentially gives you the power to run their social media and develop their branding. So is there any sort of conflict that comes up, say, if the client is jumping on and posting content that may not be in the plan that you discussed? Yeah, yeah, we have that happen sometimes. Um, And honestly, like, it's just a funny thing. Like, there are so many TikToks about it now, which is so funny. But, you know, like people like, I mean, you know, social media is a place to share things. You know, it's a place to sort of, you know, just like be yourself. And so sometimes, you know, we'll have, like, usually we give all the creative freedom for like stories and stuff like that to our clients. Like we say, you can manage your own stories. Obviously, like for promotional stuff, we'll take care of that. But for everyday stuff, just make sure you're hopping on stories every day. And that's sort of like, you know, we give them leeway with that. Um, but in terms of posts, you know, sometimes there is, they, they'll post something and we'll be like, oh my gosh, like, why'd you do that for? But, you know, sometimes we'll leave it if it makes sense in sort of the plan. And sometimes, um, you know, after like the, after like the first like 24 hours or so, 
of it being up. I'll sort of like archive it that way. The whole, you know, sort of aesthetic of the account looks the same. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, just to give it that like appreciation that like they posted and stuff like that. But yeah, it happens sometimes and I get it, you know, like, it's their account like that's you know they just forget sometimes that we're there you know managing the whole thing which is totally fine but it's just it's it's a good time all around for sure (laughs) so what would you say are the top uh questions or top asks that clients that come to you have yeah so i think that the biggest thing that people want is a higher follower count And I always, always say, like, that's, like, not the thing that we should be focusing on, you know? And they're like, why not? Like, is it all about numbers? And I was like, it is, but not those numbers. Like, those are the wrong numbers we need to focus on. Um, And so I always show them, like, I know that, like, one of my clients now, she, when she first came to me, she had, like, a little under 4,000 followers. And she was like, I, I've been at 4,000 before. And like, I want to get back there. And like, I don't know how to do whatever. And I was like, I told her, I was like, but look at your engagement though. She, every time she posts a story, she'd have 15 people reply to it, whether it was a reaction or, a, you know, a written reply. She would have dozens and dozens of comments in her post, you know, saying, I love this. She would always have people resharing her posts. Like your engagement is incredible. No matter how many followers you have, your, your engagement's incredible. We'll work on the following, but, like, look at where your engagement's at. And that's the thing I focus on the most is increasing engagement. Um, I think that, you know, once I show my clients, like, this is the most important thing, then they get it. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're actually right. And I was like, yeah, I know I was. But, you know, like, that's what I'm here for. That's my job. But, you know, all of a sudden people are just like, um, you know, I want my feet to look better or, you know, I want I have this intention for my feet and I don't really think I'm sort of getting it across very well. Um, you know, and it, it, I think it just and some people, honestly, some people are just like I've been doing it and it's 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 working fine. But like, I just don't want to do it anymore. I don't have time to do it. I'm like, great. Perfect. You know, um, that's fine by me. And so. It definitely varies on, you know, who they are, but all around it's, it's, you know, it's a very scary thing to sort of give up your social media account you've built for a while and say here, like someone else, you can take it and do something with Mm -hmm. it. But they always are so, it's so funny. They're always so surprised when like they see after a first, you know, the first couple of weeks, like what can happen when like, you know, you have a consistent plan and you're posting almost every day and stuff like that. So it's really, really And that was just funny because I asked you that question, but in my mind, I was like, I bet you it's going to be these three things. And that's exactly what your (laughs) answer was. Uh, Going to the follower account, I'm really glad that you talked about engagement because, for example, with my Instagram, I have around 3,000 and something followers. And people Mm -hmm. tend to focus on that when they reach out to me for collaborations. And what I tell folks and what I talk about a lot is is that reciprocity, right? Reciprocity with how you collaborate and engage but also understanding that when it comes to the numbers, the number of followers does not mean anything. What matters is that engagement. Out of these followers, how many folks are actually commenting on your stories or commenting on your posts or sharing your posts? That's the metric that people should really look at. But no, a lot of folks are still focused on that follower count and that blue verification. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was so funny. Like when I first uh, put out like an ad for um, interns, someone like commented on it and they were like, I don't understand why, how you can look for interns. Like people who want to intern places are looking for places where 
you know, like who have a good, who have a good following and a good standing. And I, and like, they're like, you don't have enough followers and da da da. And I was like, I literally have like six, seven clients. Like it doesn't, you like, you wouldn't see that from my Instagram because at, at that time we had just started focusing on like, our, our own Instagram. But I was like, I have clients up the wazoo, you know, like they're amazing clients. Like they have so much work for us to do. So like, I, you can't judge it by the fact that like, our own agency Instagram had a hundred followers at the time, you know, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. It's, it's because also like the, the people have the ability to like buy followers too. So like that number could literally just be like someone like went on a site and bought 10,000 followers. Like you have no idea. Uh, and yes, so and it's, you see those advertisements all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. so surprised that somebody yeah. would, would say that to you. Like, obviously, people are very bold when it comes to online because of the anonymity. <laughs> but yeah. why waste your time and even express that? Like, if you're not interested, move on. Like, keep it moving. There's no need to comment or say because you're basically providing a judgment that you have no basis or foundation for. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and it, it it's... I think, like, I don't really take, like, things on the internet very, like, you know, hard. Like, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like, you just have your own things going on. But I think, you know, it, it hits harder when, like, because I'm 19 and because I'm doing all these things, it's like, that is, that it's such a, it, it's more of a vulnerability because I'm like, oh, like, they can always, like, you know, just get at the fact that I'm young and I can't, you know, it, it doesn't make sense for me to have some, you know, a, a successful business and stuff like that. And so, you know, like just seeing stuff like that, it's like, uh, it just, it bothers me, you know? And it's mm -hmm. like, I, I mean, I got over it because on LinkedIn, I had like 45 applicants who wanted to be an intern, you know? And I was like, all right, like this makes more sense. But it just, I couldn't believe that like someone actually took the time to like write that out and was like, you know, mm -hmm. it was crazy. Well, but, I'm glad you, know. you got over it because obviously <laughs> yeah. we're human. And even me as a mindset coach, I can see something and it could affect me. But it's what you do with it, right? It's the reaction and how you flip it so that it doesn't mess up your day or mess up your whole flow. Yeah, exactly. So in regards to uh, tips, what would you recommend to individuals who are looking to either work with a social media manager or revamp their social profile? Yeah, so I think that the biggest thing for like finding someone to hire, I'll, I'll touch on that first. I think the biggest thing is like, you know, see if they have the ability to hop on like a call with them, a 20 minute call and just sort of hash out like exactly what they would do. And if, if you vibe with them and like how they work and stuff like that, because, you know, sometimes like there are a lot of social media managers out there. And so you have a lot of you know, sort of ability to sort of shop around in a sense. Um, and so if you don't vibe with someone, then like you can, you know, find another. And I technically like are, I really like to work with people who are in the same, you know, time zone as me and sort of like, you know, are in sort of the same mindset as me and stuff like that. Um, and so I really look for that. So that's my biggest tip with that. Um, and just like, if you're skeptical about like hiring someone, you're not sure, I would say take the leap. Like, you know, there are so many people out there who are just starting out. So you don't have to put down thousands of thousands of dollars, you know, per month um, when you first are finding someone to outsource to. Like, I know, you know, um, I found someone 
you know, one of my friends, she only charges like for her bare minimum package, it's like $75 a month, which is amazing, you know? And so it really just depends on, you know, what you want to do and sort of how you're comfortable with doing so. So those are my biggest tips. And in terms of revamping, um, my biggest like focus is on Instagram, but these tips can really apply to, you know, sort of LinkedIn, Clubhouse, uh, Facebook as well. But I would say the first thing is to make sure your profile picture is a picture of your face. That's like you can clearly see your face in it. Um, you know, no like crazy colors or like, you know, just like like flowers or whatever. Like just make sure it's clear and concise. The second thing is to utilize sort of like the search and engine optimization of the the sort of like the name uh, section of an Instagram bio. So you can have your name in it, but also have like, you know, if you're a mindset coach, put mindset coach. Or for me, I have, you know, social media branding agency um, and stuff like that. Uh, the third thing would be in your bio, uh, make sure the first sentence is like, and I help or I teach or, you know, stuff like that, that kind of statement. That way, you know, when someone goes to your profile and they look at it, they're like, oh, so-and-so does this or, you know, so-and-so does that. Like I have in my bio, it's like I help aspiring entrepreneurs create their dream empire. Um, and then you can have like, you know, uh, like maybe something that gives you credibility um, and then you could have, you know, And then you should have a call to action. So for me, I have, you know, here's the latest, uh, you know, podcast episode or I have, you know, here's the link to book a call with me and stuff like that. And then um, for like stories, make sure to pop on at least like have like maybe four to five stories a day. You know, you could take weekends off. That's fine. During the week, try to have like four to five stories a day. Um, they recommend like Instagram's recommendations are ridiculous and like no one follows them because they're actually outrageous. Um, they want you to like post three to like two to three times on the feed and like four to five reels a day. And I'm like, that's, yeah, it's outrageous. And like everyone's like freaking out over it, but no, so no one follows that and like people still have success. So basically like, you can post like one feed post a day and maybe you post a reel a day. Um, you, but just utilize the newest features that are going on. So reels are really hot right now. You know, got like the Instagram guides are really hot right now. Um, and then stories are always good because more people check stories than they do their actual feed. Um, and then, you know, honestly, like people say like aesthetic and consistency, like throughout like the colors of like the feed and stuff like that are really important. I personally do it just for like my own eye. And like, I just like to see it, but it really doesn't matter. I mean, not a lot of people are going to your feed and like looking through it and like, you know, sort of like judging what's going on. They're really looking for like, oh, does this person have, you know, a tip on, you know, how to market my account better, stuff like that. So if you have, you know, sort of like things that pop out, they're more likely to click on those than mm-hmm. other things. Um, and so those are my biggest, biggest tips. Those are all great tips. Some of them I have an effect. So I'm like, hmm, I need to go and uh, <laughs> take a look at my socials. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole thing with the feed that you mentioned, that cohesive cohesiveness. So when I started, I had a cohesive sort of palette. And I still, for the most part, have my color branding down. But now yeah. when you add reels and you add your IGTVs, because it's a video format and you don't put a, if you don't put a cover, whatever those colors are can kind of be a little different than like what your brand is. Yeah. Um, so I've recently learned that tip about putting in 
<laughs> a cover, mm-hmm. like selecting and 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 uh, designing a cover for your reels and your IGTV. Another little yeah, thing. that's that's really <laughs> important too. And I think also a big thing is like I always suggest people like put your reels on your feed. Even if they're there for 24 hours, you could always like take it off. Like I always say, put it on your feed mm-hmm. because then more people will see it. It'll, you know, get more visibility. It'll be on the explore page for longer. Like always just post it to your feed. Even if it messes up like your theme for like a day or two, like it's not the end of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And like then you could take it off and it'll just be in your reels and that's it. So mm-hmm. yeah. What are your thoughts on story engagement? I feel like so I recently did a story takeover with a friend. And you have your uh, question box, you have your slider, you have your polls. And obviously, I found that some are more successful than others. What do you recommend to increase engagement and story views? I would say use anything that they have. Um, You know, the more you use stuff in-house, like in the app, the better. Um, You know, and so even if like, you know, I personally love like the poll feature or like the quiz feature. Um, you know, those are like my top that I use. I mean, obviously I'll use a music feature a lot as well. Um, you know, tagging people is, you know, just uh, like you just do it. Um, but if the more you use those engagement features in your stories, the more that people like that Instagram will let people see your story. So the first stories that come up on Instagram are people you've interacted with the most. So, like, my mentor from high school, I've, like, I DM her every single day. We always have conversations in the DMs. We're always reacting to each other's stories, you know, commenting on our, each other's posts, liking whatever. Um, I see your story first because we're just, like, between each other, like, we're the most engaged. Uh, and so that's the biggest thing is, like, if you want people to see your story first, um, then, you know, have them have the ability to for them to engage um so you know like and honestly also people love 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 to voice their opinions and so if you give them an opportunity to do so they'll do it i put up a like a quiz type thing um on my story i think about i would say three months ago about which pair of glasses i should get i did like the warby parker like five pair try-on situation <laughs> and i tried them all on took a picture of myself put all five up there up there and i had them vote um, and I've never gotten so many votes in an Instagram story than I did in that story. It was like mm-hmm. people who I like, honestly, like I followed a long time ago and didn't even know they still followed me were answering. People were like DMing me saying, you know, X and Y look the best and stuff like that. And I was like, this is crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And like people just love to voice their opinion. So the more opportunity you give them to do so, like the better. That's amazing. I didn't think about it that way, right? What folks can engage in different capacities. But when it comes to providing an opinion on a decision that you have to make, everybody's on board to provide, you know, their feedback. So I'll keep that in mind for, for future uh, engagement. Uh, so- I know sometimes also like people will do like, like they'll have like, say they have like two posts ready to go. They'll be like, oh, which post should I post today? And they'll put up a little poll on their Instagram story and people can vote on like what they want, you know, to see. So there's all different ways to do it. And it's honestly like, it's just the best way to, to reel people in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Something else you mentioned uh, in regards to engagement, and this ties into the whole reciprocity thing 
that I mentioned, mm-hmm. which I have a whole like IGTV on this thing. <laughs> you, uh, there's a lot of claim out there about women empowerment and supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And what I don't see is more actuality or more action as it pertains to that. And what I mean by that is to engage authentically with the individuals that you're connected to. Obviously, with Instagram, you're getting blasted from all angles with content that you want to see from the folks that you engage with on a regular basis and stuff you follow just because it's an interest, right? So what I tell folks is that if you want to build relationships, you want to really help and empower other individuals, you can do that by engaging with their content, whether it's, well, likes aren't like a big thing now, right? They don't really count towards anything. It's more about the commenting, the sharing, the saving, even the uh, direct messages. So for those of you listening and watching, if you like someone, you like what they're about, engage with them, actually put in some effort to touch base because that will also benefit you because they'll engage with you as well. Yeah. Yeah, I I have met so many people over Instagram just because I sent a DM to them saying, hey, I think our messages are really similar, would love to connect. And then they followed back and we just sort of have become friends from that. Um, And so I think that, you know, for me personally, I usually spend uh, half an hour to an hour every day, um, depending on how much time I have on my own Instagram, just going through people's, you know, posts and like actually looking at them, actually reading the captions and actually commenting something that's valuable to sort of the conversation that's going on. Um, And then for our clients, we do very similar things, you know, uh, we do, what we'll do is we'll go into the, this is like, this is like some, you know, marketing secrets up in here, but <laughs> we'll go, um, we'll go into like their top hashtags in their industry and we'll go through like the most recent posts of that and we'll comment authentic comments on that. And it's not spammy because you're contributing to the conversation. If you just put emojis or if you just, you know, if you were more self-centered in those comments, you actually be spammy. But because you're contributing to the conversation, that is what brings sort of the power. I've, I've like seen accounts go from, you know, gain 50 followers in a day just from doing that. Um, because they're like, yeah, they're like, oh, this account looks great. They comment on my posts. Like, let me see what they're about. And mm-hmm. they hit follow and boom, you know? So yes, that is a really great uh, tip. And, and just like you, I spend time going through my feed and, and trying to provide and engage with other people. Um, but what you'll notice is that if you engage with an account, other folks that are commenting and adding value to the conversation can also see yourself and might be interested in what you have to offer. So like you said, you gain followers that way as well. Yeah. On that note, there's a lot of folks and especially women, women, why are we so toxic? (laughs) There's a lot of competition. And so some people will choose to not engage and not support because they feel that you are in direct competition with what they are doing. That is the worst way to think. That is a scarcity mentality. And I will tell you, I follow other mindset coaches. I talk a lot about imposter syndrome as well. I follow, you know, gurus who talk about that. And I support them because we're all at the end of the day trying to provide a message, a message that is going to help and inform the audience. Yeah. There are billions and billions of people on this planet. And like, it's not like, 
I bet you, if you looked, you know, if for just to take your industry, for example, if like you set, you know, three mindset coaches next to each other and looked at their Instagrams, they have less than 1% of the same following because they're in different areas. They're doing, they're sort of, you know, geared towards different people. They're in different niches, stuff like that. So it doesn't make sense that there's this competition because everyone's sort of going after something different, even if it's under the same bigger umbrella. And so the more you just engage to, you know, even like, I know some people it's like, it's like, it's so funny, but like when people are first starting out, I know some people will like put up a question on their stories and they'll answer it themselves with questions that they want their ideal client to actually ask them. And that way it shows like to other people, it's like, Oh, maybe I should ask a question or that was a good question. I had, I was curious about that too. Um, And just sort of get that engagement and, and to show people like, you know, this is what I can do for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's a big thing. Too. You know, I've never done that. I, I just, because I was like, Oh, if I answer questions to myself, it's like, I already know the answers, but I can see how that's a great tactic to start off and initiate the conversation with the audience. So I'm going to incorporate that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I know people do it for like their programs too. So it's like they'll post a story and they'll be like, Oh, do you guys have any questions about like X program that I'm selling right now? Or like that I'm running right now. And then they'll answer themselves and they'll be like, Oh, like how long does it run for? Like, you know, what's sort of the breakdown of like the modules and stuff like that. Or, you know, just like, just like informational stuff, like mm-hmm. people may know, or even just, you know, questions like if it's just like an ask me anything situation, like just questions like, like, you think that your ideal client would want to, you know, know about you, I guess. This is amazing. For those of you guys that are listening or watching, Sammy has provided such a wealth of information when it comes to tips and tricks for social media and also gave you a clear idea of what she does in various areas. So make sure that you connect and engage with her. And speaking of which, Sammy, share with us, how can folks connect and engage with you? Yes, I am uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, on Instagram, it's at Sammy Beatrice, S-A-M-M-I-B-E-A-T-R-I-C-E. Also at Fashion Your Passion. Um, that's fashion letters you are passion. And at Your Passion Agency. Uh, TikTok is at Your Passion Agency. Twitter is Sammy underscore Beatrice. And then our websites are sammybeatrice.com and yourpassionagency.com. Yes. And we're going to put all of that stuff in the YouTube details and the podcast details. And Sammy, I'm assuming your website also links to everything else. Yes. Yeah. You can find everything on my website. It's pretty, it's very simple to sort of access everything. So, yeah. Awesome. So any last comment you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I think I, you know, for our conversation today, I think like my biggest thing that I would want to say is like, whatever you have in mind, like just go for it. Like, you know, whether it's like outsourcing something or whether it's like starting something, like it's not worth your time to just like think about it and just like be like, oh, should I do this? Should I not do this? Like, like battle with yourself um, rather than like experimenting with it and going after it and seeing what it could create. I love that. That is a great message and right in line with our empowerment of aspiring women. (laughs) Sammy, thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing your background and what you do and offering these tips and tricks to the audience. For sure. I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. Yay.
you're welcome. I had fun as well. And I learned so much. Hopefully it'll lose my engagement. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone, as I always say, preparation, accountability, execution, and resolve are keys to your success. Until next time. So as you know by now, we're all about informing and empowering women. Well, now there's the addition of the She Is Fab shop where there is empowered fashion, printables, journals, mugs, and face masks. Check it out at www.sheisfab.net. That way you can purchase something for the lady, woman, or girl in your life. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.